Hey everyone, this is Sam from Pod On You Loons. As always, thank you so much for listening to our show. If you are interested in hearing my voice just a little bit more, and if you're also interested in pub trivia, I do publish another podcast called The Pub Trivia Group. Look for it on the podcasting platform of your choice. If you're really interested in it, you can even find us on YouTube to play monthly live pub trivia from the comfort of your couch. It's pretty cool. All right, let's pod on with the loons. Everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pot on You Loons. I'm Justin. Hey, Pot on You Loons. This is Sam. Just the two of us. Today. Yeah, just the two of us today. Like the olden days, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How many episodes did we make it before James's first appearance? <laughs> I don't know. How long, how long was James just a guest host before he was a co-host? Was that like I, a full season? Um... I don't know. By the end of the first season, he was pretty much on every episode. Hmm. Because he he originally was just like a guest to fill time during COVID when we still wanted to do the podcast because we had literally nothing else going on in our lives. <laughs> but we didn't have anything to talk about. So Korean like, baseball, Tiger uh, King, Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> his his accent, though. I mean, I I would have to say that many of our listeners probably are 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 listening to hear his voice. So I'm sorry that you're stuck with us today, guys. We it's are lacking sex appeal today. <laughs> I got the, I got the deep voice, but not the accent. Yeah. Your, your voice is nice. I, I think of the three of us and I'm not just saying this to be, <laughs> you know, and I, I don't dislike my voice, but I would say of the three of us, I am number three. Oh, and, Stop. And, no, 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 no. I'm not saying this for you to be like, oh, come on. No, <laughs> Sam. No, you have such a great. No, that's not what I'm looking for. I just I admire your voice. Right. And James wins. Right. He's the sex appeal, as we already said. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You have a nice voice. Thank you. So, yeah. Yesterday it was just James and I. Today it's just Justin and I. One of these days, we got to get a Just the Jays episode, give me a day off. But anyway, take it away with the training room, Justin. Yeah, uh, so good news is the team is getting relatively healthy. Um, obviously, we have the two long-term two long-term absences from the team. Patrick Way is still dealing with that knee injury. Chase Gasper, hope you're doing okay. Hope you're getting the treatment you need. But returning this week, Franco Fragapane, Ramon Metnair, and O'Neill Fisher, they all came back. None of them started this week, but they all came back as substitutes this week. So we got a chance to see all of them play, and it was it was good to see them play. Yeah, and that's right. You see Heath do that a lot where someone comes back from injury. He doesn't give them the start. That's not just a Heath thing. That's just a soccer manager thing in general. But, yeah, hopefully they should be good to go going forward because, right, it was not a great day at the office. So. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I don't think, I don't think Kamar Lawrence – I guess we don't. We haven't heard yet if he was hurt or not, because uh, he he left the game. Uh, looked like cramping though to me, but I guess we'll find out. Absolutely. 
Well, yeah. So yesterday, Justin, you were at a Twins game, but James and I recorded the Minnesota Aurora kit episode. So listeners at home, that was a fun one. That is our third kit episode now. We've done two for the loons. We've now done one for Aurora. The two for the loons were probably our two most popular episodes. And in fact, I think the most recent one is currently our most popular episode of Pot on Loons history. Can we just have a kit-specific podcast now, Sam? Should we just, every episode is just talking about different kits? I, I think so. We need to be, our, our Minnesota teams need to be more like Forward Madison and just release <laughs> one every other week. I think that's our niche, man. Yeah, well, the Aurora kits are very nice. I don't. I mean, obviously you guys talked about this, but I purchased, I purchased a home kit, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I like yeah. the other. I like the other two, but couldn't commit to more than one hundred dollar jersey. Sure. So you got the authentic. Yeah, whatever that means. I probably will keep it blank. No offense to the team. I don't know who the studs are yet, and I don't want another Calvo incident. Right. I don't want to get the jersey of someone who I think is going to be good, and they I turn out that they, they turn out to be, you know, not so good. So I'll just keep it blank. Be a supporter of the team. You're not going to put your own name and like your college number on the back? Uh, nah, that's not my style. Because, yeah, I, I've thought about that. I wasn't ready to get a player on the back. I, I think James is getting Sarah Fuller, the goalkeeper, but that makes he sense. He doesn't know what number she's going to wear. <laughs> he was kind of <laughs> on Twitter, he was trying to get either Aurora or Sarah Fuller to kind of tell him. And, I, I don't know if that's going anywhere. So he's going to either have to guess or he's going to have to get a different name or, or maybe they'll break and, and let him know. But I don't know. May, maybe I get my name on the back. Maybe I just get one that says pot on you loons. You could do you could do your Twitter handle and see if if people notice you. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if someone recognized me in public. I'd be so awkward. I've said this before. I would be so awkward. I think that's the task for the people that are listening is you need to you need to approach Sam in the wild and say a lot of nice things to him. So you get him all flustered and excited. So I know I'd like it, too. I mean, I don't like to toot my own horn. I'm not a big fan of that. I, I kind of try to blend in a little bit normally in my life. But I don't know. I like doing this. We like doing this. We like our we like, you know, the 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 people that I guess just listen to us, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you ever want to say hi, go ahead. Isn't that still kind of weird when you're just browsing Reddit and someone's talking about Minnesota United podcast and like, oh, yeah, I was listening to Pot on You Loons the other day. And it's not like this happens every day. But when it does, yeah, it still takes some getting used to. Yeah, it's it's definitely different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Aurora event was fun. I, I think everyone, Justin, I think everyone likes the home kit by Aurora the best. So spoilers, if you haven't listened to the Aurora Kit episode, I think James and I had a really good time. Go back and listen to it. It just came out yesterday. So go back, give it a listen. It was fun. Yeah, and be out there on on May 26th for the home opener against Green Bay Glory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think tickets, single game tickets go on sale soon. So I have to rush and buy James and I some tickets because you already have yours. Uh, Yeah, okay. I thought we are we sitting in the aren't we going to sit in the box? Didn't, so didn't what are you, okay? Yeah, that's I just right. got James, I just got the bleachers. I'm I'm a I'm a simple person. 
Okay, that's right. James wanted the bougie seats because he's an owner. He's an owner. He's an owner. So yeah, well, we'll I guess we could chat later on. We could figure out that whole situation. For sure. Huh, cool. Anyway, and then Minnesota United drew Ford Madison in the US Open Cup. Yeah, that's nuts. I know you've, Sam, you've wanted this so bad. I've right? wanted like it this, bad. This is, uh, this is a big... A big moment for you, big moment for the folks like you that are Wisconsinites who who cheer for the loons. I know you're going to cheer for the loons in this game, right? Yes. Well, I, I mean, ultimately, I want the loons to win, but it is. You know how when like a player is playing against their former club and it's their former club that they have a big, big spot in their heart for and they don't celebrate after a goal. I think that's how I'm going to be feeling. I'm almost glad that we can't go to this game. So if it would have been on the 19th, Justin and I were going to be really, we were, we were going to take really like just stupid preparations to make it to this game. We were going to make this happen. We were going to be at this game. Sam was talking to me about driving through the night home afterwards, and he, yeah. he told me that I could I could sleep I appreciate it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I really wanted to go. You really wanted to go. And then we were, we were chatting and we were like, and I told like the only day that doesn't work is the 20th. And what day do they pick? They pick the 20th bummer, but it'll be, it'll be a fun game to watch. I was going to joke that is that when we're going to see Hanu play again, but it was actually, (laughs) it was actually this week, (laughs) but it'll be fun. I guess We'll, we'll probably get to see some youngsters play and, and I'm sure Ford Ford Madison is gonna they're gonna obviously do everything in their power to try to win the game. Well, this is the biggest game that they've ever played. They haven't gone up against an MLS team in a game that mattered. They did play Minnesota United in a friendly. They've maybe even played the Chicago Fire in a friendly. I forget. They probably have they probably for sure have in like a closed door friendly, but playing Minnesota United in a game that matters. I just thought it would be a few more years before this matchup actually happened in the U S open cup. And hopefully we don't, hopefully we don't have to wait too long to see this matchup happen uh, against Minneapolis city at some point as well. But I just think it's going to be really cool. You, you, you know, um, get these, get these games that just have a little added emotion to them. Yeah. I'm, I am kind of glad that I'm not going to be there because it would have been really awkward cheering for Minnesota, it would have been probably even more awkward cheering against Minnesota. So it's probably good that I'm just watching it at home and texting with you guys about it. Yeah. And ESPN plus, I assume is the way that we're going to be able to watch this game. Yeah. It's going to be on ESPN plus. And did you hear, uh, Callum Williams and, uh, Jamie Watson going to be the broadcast team blast from the past. Jamie Watson, uh, together. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, they they just had a draw 2-2 that was against Union Omaha at home. That was, yeah, I, I, I was watching that. It was a fun one. High scoring, well, 2-2 game. I guess you'd call that high scoring. When you're used to watching Minnesota United, that's a high scoring game. <laughs> yeah, so are they, they just have two draws on the season so far. So good for them, right? Yep. Open the season with two draws, uh, same as Minnesota. Both of them with late equalizers especially that first game was a stoppage time equalizer. I forget when the equalizer came in last weekend's game, but it was later, like in the 70th or so minute, 70 ish minutes. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, 
it, it's fun. It's entertaining. Good soccer to watch. Speaking of good soccer to watch, you want to talk about our <laughs> 1-0 loss at Speaking Austin? of good soccer, Sam. Oh, boy. Well, before we start, just talk about the the historical head-to-head against this team. Obviously, Austin is their second season, so we have not played them a ton, including the game last night. Now they have played four games against each other, and uh, both teams have won twice. Both teams have won twice. Both teams have have taken a home and away win. So not a ton of games, but they've played us pretty well. They actually beat us the first time we played them last year. Uh, one to nothing at Allianz. This game, however, was not a win for us. It was a one nothing loss. Our lineup, we've been hearing over and over again about this new this new lineup that we're going to yeah. play, Sam. We saw uh, it. We saw, we saw it, and boy, was it something. We went with a 4-3-3. So Dane St. Cla- uh, Clair in goal. Kamar Lawrence got his first start at left back. Bakaida Bassi and Michael Boxall in the middle. And Hassani Dotson at right back. I don't think I don't think we had talked much about that. But obviously, it's one of his positions in his wheelhouse to play. Well, uh, with Matt Nair still gone. Right. Or on the mend, right? Like, obviously, he got in the game. But Hassani's a good, you know, a good guy to start the game. The midfield was Joseph Rosales, Will Trapp, and Kervin Ariaga. Guys that we've been talking about, right? We've talked a lot on this podcast, and I know the fans have been excited about what they've seen in Rosales and Ariaga. So it was good to see them both start. Ariaga played great. Rosales, meh. And then the attacking, the attacking group, we had Emmanuel Reynoso on the left wing, Luis Amaria up top, and Robin Ludd on the right wing. Yeah, and then for subs, we used all five substitutions, starting with a triple substitution in the 67th minute. You have O'Neill Fisher coming on for Kamar Lawrence, sort of like for like at left back. You have Franco Fragapane coming on for Joseph Rosales, which shifts our formation from the 4-3-3 to the typical 4-2-3-1. And then you have Ramon Metinair making his Season debut, at least his regular season debut, coming on for Will Trapp. That shifts Hassani Dotson into the midfield, right? As we already said, 4-2-3-1. So now your midfield is Hassani Dotson and Kervin Arriaga. Ron Metinier at right back. Franco Fragapane sliding in to that left wing. Emmanuel Reynoso going back into his typical 10. Now in the 80th minute, Justin, we have something crazy happen. It was crazy. Didn't think it was going to happen. Adrian Hanu. Yeah. Found his, found his way onto the pitch. Forgot about that guy. Does he even go here anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he came on for uh, Luisa Maria. And then Bongi Longwane comes on for Robin Lud. So we've seen Bongi on the left quite a bit. Now we got to see a taste of Bongi on the right. And he played in the middle a little bit too. Or at least yeah. that's kind of how things shook out it was it was interesting right right that that was what we heard that was his scouting report is he can play any offensive position and there you go we had only been seeing him on the left probably because franco had been struggling with that hamstring well now we got a chance to see him on the right and then yeah i don't know the stats man good soccer was not had by all it just wasn't we had 43 percent possession that that's not 
you know, Minnesota United has had some good games with only 43% of the possession. I'm not going to blame our performance on just the possession. It, it was more just, a, again, just the total lack of finishing. We had nine, nine shots, only two on target. And we had an expected goals of 0.4. Yeah, that's rough. That's not ideal. <laughs> it's just right. Six games into the season. And I don't know about you, Justin, maybe you disagree with me. I don't agree with people that are acting like the sky is falling. Now we're six games into the season. This was what I would consider the first bad loss. Uh, the loss the previous week against Seattle at home, the one we were at, I really liked the way that we rallied and I really liked with what our team showed. I thought we put up a lot of heart and just fell short, but this was, this was a bad loss. This was a loss where there aren't really positives to take out of it. There, there's nothing to, there, there's no consolation in this loss. You just yeah, kind of walk away from it feeling gross. Yeah. This one felt a lot like, I don't know if it was, it was just the COVID year and maybe last year too, but, but those times where we had, you know, where, where, where teams had to fly in day of to play away games and oh yeah, you could just tell like the energy level was low they were not happy to be there, right? They're, I mean, obviously, guys love to play the game, but it's it's just not the same. That's what it kind of felt like to me. Like, this was just, they had to be there. They showed up at this game. They played the game. And that was it. Like, it just didn't feel, didn't feel overly inspired. Felt very beginning of the season, trying to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we'll talk about, you know, our, our playmakers just didn't, our playmaker, right? Our, our Manuel Reynoso did not play very well. And if he's not playing well, it's not very good for us. Right. Right. I think that's right. Such a big thing about Minnesota United and the struggles here is that you're allotted three designated players. We have one that doesn't play at all. We have one that's off to a very slow start. And we have one that I, I he already has two goals this season, so I'm not going to I'm not going to be too hard on Luis Amaria, but he's not on pace to the 25 goals that we were promised. And, you know, even even so, it's not. Yes, Luis Amaria, he's a DP. We paid good money for him, but not like Reynoso or Hanu money, right? Hanu is our highest paid player. Reynoso is our club record transfer. These are the guys that should be lighting it up. One's not playing. One isn't playing well. We're only six games into the season. I don't want to be too pessimistic. In, in fact, I would encourage anyone that is feeling pessimistic to, you know, just just chill out a little bit. Like I, I think things are going to ultimately be fine. But it is discouraging when, right? Last season we talked about like we have a good team, we're just not scoring goals, and and this year it's the same thing. We have a good team, we're just not scoring goals. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> We 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 came into the season with with this talk about the the amount of resources put into building up this front group that it would solve all our problems and we would be we would be scoring all the goals and we are we are six games in and we have five goals right and two of those are penalties I think right is it two or is it two of the two of the five at least one was right Reynoso got a penalty in that Seattle game. 
And then, yeah, I think someone got a penalty in one of the first games. Yeah, so, you know, we're not blowing teams out. I guess the 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 silver lining is that we're not giving up a ton of goals, right? We are uh, we have five goals for, five goals against in six games. But yeah, we are. You know, it's 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 kind of the same thing we've been talking about for <laughs> for the whole time we've been doing this podcast, Sam. We got to score goals. Goals change games. If you hold Austin to only one goal, you should at least draw. I agree. But we're Minnesota United, and we don't score goals. And <laughs> I don't know. So. We're tied for ninth in the table, eight points, zero goal differential. We're we're tied with Colorado. I don't know that I really want to talk much about the table right now. I, I don't know, Justin, if you have anything interesting that you want to point out, feel free. But no, I, I mean it's it's early. It's early, right? Like, you know, teams are shaking stuff out. We're still ahead of Seattle. Right. You know, like like this is it's early in the season, right? You're you're trying to figure out what you are. You're trying to figure out your identity of your team. You're building chemistry with the new guys, all that stuff, right? Like everything's going into it, right? Like the, there, there is a small sample size in front of us. And hopefully as more games are played, hopefully we can, you know, move in the right direction. But all we have is these six games to talk about, Sam, right? right. So, so people are going to react how they're going to react. And I, I do want to point out, right, the six games that we have to talk about. The first game, a draw against Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is off to a slow start this season, but they were they were one of the top teams in the East the past several years. We we drew away against Philadelphia in their opener. I don't feel bad about drawing to Philadelphia away. We take Nashville at home, we draw them. I don't really feel bad about that. Nashville's a good team. Yeah, it would have been nice to beat them, but Nashville's a good team. We beat New York Red Bulls away. That's pretty sweet. We take care of San Jose at home. That's pretty sweet. We lose to Seattle at home, but it was a really good game. Of the six games, this is the first bad one. So just, again, it's been six games. Take it with a grain of salt. Of the six games, this is the first really bad one. What I am most concerned about and what I think is a very valid complaint is just the not scoring goals. That has to that has to change. Otherwise, we're looking at Otherwise, we're looking at another long season. Not that last season was a long season. We finished fifth. It was just a uninspired ceiling. It, I it, mean, we had negative total, ne- negative ten goal differential, right? Like that's right. That's hard. That's that means that you're scrapping for everything. You know, we made the playoffs still, but right, right? but like you're scrapping for everything. And I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I think I think I personally, and I'm sure this fan base would love to just see this team just become a juggernaut, right? But <laughs> you got to score goals to do that, and and the season's not over, right? We we still have we still have what 30, 32 games, something like that. Uh, lots of games left to play. So yeah, you're the math teacher. I'm not figuring that out. <laughs> uh, so are are we pointing the finger at anyone? Are are we pointing the finger at Reynoso? Are we pointing the finger at Heath? Six games in, some people are. Are you? Uh, I'm. I'm looking at the stat line uh, with Reynoso, and I am not very excited about how he passed in this game. Uh, looking at just pulling up the pulling up the passes, sixty eight percent on his passes overall. Okay, he was 30, 
30 for 44. Uh, of those passes, 17 of 18 in the short variety of passes. So 94% on short passes. Right on, right? Typical for him. There you go. Medium, 6 for 11. 54%. Mm-hmm. Long, 6 for 13. 46%. It felt like the game was a lot of getting the ball to Reynoso on the wing, right? Which is is not something we've seen a ton of. Sure. And then him just trying to, you know, kick it into the box, kick it in somewhere to make a play. And it just kept not working, right? It was just over and over again, end of end of uh, run. And we want to put the ball at his foot. He's the, he's the guy that, you know, he, he's the engine of our team. He's the star player of our team. He needs to get the ball. But if he's not successful on those, those passes, it's going to be bad for us, right? So that's a big thing for me is just Reynoso's got to get better at being on target with those passes, especially if he's going to try to get longer in the game. And I, and I understand, right? Long passes are lower percentage anyway, but you know, I'm, I'm looking at the other guys on our team that were, that were passing as much as him or if not more, uh, this was okay. Maybe I should get, I should ask you a question, Sam. So it was not Reynoso. Who had the most passes on our team yesterday? Who oh. do you think was most involved in passing the ball for us? Uh, trap. Curvin, Curvin Arriaga. Yeah. Okay. He was 51 of 57. So 89% rounded up. I, I would round it up for 90 if I was his math teacher. I would give him that A minus. <laughs> but he he could connect on long balls and, and medium balls. He was 19 for 19 on medium passes. He was six for eight on long passes, right? So I guess like the silver lining that I can take from this, this is I like what I'm seeing from Curvin. Maybe he's the guy that we need to be putting in situations to to get those long passes, you know, to try to make something happen in the forward third. But Reynoso just, I don't know. I don't know if it's not his game, Sam. I don't know if, you know, he's, he's just a little rusty because we've seen him from time to time, right? He's got these, He's got kind of these cold stretches here and there. I mean, that was last year, right? He just had trouble getting going at times. But th- but that's the thing I'm kind of nervous about. I'd like to see him pass better. Well, and a- any Minnesota United fan knows Callum Williams, right? He's our play-by-play announcer. He does the Sound of the Loons podcast, right? The official podcast. They get actual access to the players. He gets to watch practice. He gets paid. Hey, can you imagine getting paid to do that? That'd be real nice. Oh, That'd be man. so nice. He gets to just do this for his job. He doesn't just do this after working a full day and putting the kids to bed. Granted, he's way better at it than we are. <laughs> he's also got the accent, though. So. Oh, yeah. the Yeah. But, but James has that. And Callum Williams is still great. No offense, James. <laughs> but even Callum Williams, who is usually pretty positive. He's usually pretty positive. I consider him very rational. I actually really like his his opinions, his takes. But I don't typically see him take any sort of, you know, negative stance on a player, especially not a high profile high profile player. Anytime in the past where he's taking taken a negative stance on a player, it's been when people sort of have this just distorted vision of what's going on. And I, I remember 
right in the Chacon days when everyone was like, you got to play Chacon, you got to play Chacon, you got to play Chacon. I remember Callum finally coming out and being like, guys, he's just not ready. Like there is a reason he's not seeing field time. He's just not ready. I see him in practice every day. He's just not ready. I'm paraphrasing. Pump, pump the brakes. I think he said in referring, referring to Thomas Chacon. Whatever he said, he was much more eloquent than I just was, but. Callum Williams, and I don't have the quote in front of me, Callum Williams was critical of Reynoso two games in a row. And that's saying something. Because he's never, right? He's he's never really critical of one of our high-profile players. I'm trying to pull up the tweet right now, but I think he even said something like that he thinks that, that Emmanuel Reynoso should, that they should sit him next game. Yeah. You know, give him, give him time to think about things, right? Like, Obviously, like he is a great player, but but you can't, you know, you can't keep making mistakes. You know, you can't. You got you gotta you gotta you gotta find ways to positively impact the game. Then, unfortunately, Reynoso isn't doing that as well as he should be. He's not, and right, it's it's difficult in sports these days. Sitting someone is not easy. Justin, Justin, and I we're we're teachers, and I I think we kind of relate to. I don't want to say we relate. We sort of under. I don't even know what I'm basically what I'm saying is I'm never surprised when someone that is at least like eight years younger than me doesn't take kindly to being sat out. Right. People are it's I apologize to any any Gen Zers out there, but there is a difference even from us millennials to Gen Zers. There is a difference between sort of that. Well, you know what, we're going to sit you out and you're going to not like it, but you're going to learn your lesson from it. It doesn't always go great. I mean, my, my boy Calvo, right? I, I think he's he's more, he's he's old, he's longer in the tooth like us, Sam. But he might be like he, a, would you call it Zennial? Zennials are like I don't know. people he, born around 80. That What's he, like 30? I think he's like 29 or 30. Yeah, he's probably right around James's age, yeah. Uh, but but remember, he got benched. Like Heath benched him to send him a message, and then message he, not received. He yeah, and then, and I think he was gone the next week. <laughs> so yeah, I so I found the I found the tweet by Callum Williams. So he said he said I said it right after the M N U F C game at Red Bull New York. Reynoso has had such a disappointing start for me. I'd now go with Hanu in a deeper role off of Amaria versus Rap versus Colorado Rapids this weekend. Give Hanu an opportunity in place in in a place I think he's better suited, and also send a message to Reynoso. You know, and and Callum Williams is is much more connected than you or I. He is he is paid by the club to do his job. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to think that you know, like he's not just saying like he's not going to just go you know, rogue, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. he is everything he's saying is obviously his opinion, but it's also with information that we don't have. And I think that this is, this is probably even Heath's way of getting the information out to the public that there's going to be some consequence uh, to the way that, that, that Reynoso is playing. So, you know, and I, and, and to be honest, I think Reynoso, and maybe, maybe I'm making this up, but I, I believe that there was a game last year where he got benched. And or 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 I don't know if he was got benched, but he came on in like the 60th minute against somebody and he lit a fire under our team and brought the energy and and brought us back to either win or get a get a point. 
either way, you know, he showed that he could be the guy to step up and rise to the occasion, you know, in a moment where, where he had to, right? Like they were putting him there in there to make that happen. So I'd like to think that if, if he's put in the situation that he can handle it, that he won't, he won't pull a Calvo and, and find his way out of Minnesota next week. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if we could, we, we definitely need him on our team, Sam. Like, it's not like we, you know, it's not like we're, we're moving past this guy, right? Oh yeah. He, I, I he want to get right. I want Reynoso on our team. Make no mistake out there. I think Reynoso is a great player and I'm excited for him to continue to be on Minnesota United and continue to be our best player. I also right as a teacher, I also am in support of, Right. If I have a student in my class, as much as I may like them, if they're not doing the things that they need to do to be as successful as possible, it's my job to push them in the right direction. I'm all for Heath doing that. It doesn't always work that way, though. I'm I'm not just talking about Calvo. I am talking from my own experience trying to get kids to study and turn in their work. (laughs) Yeah, that it it can go. It can go bad. Justin, there's been a lot of talk on, you know, the Minnesota United Twitterverse and and Reddit about Heath out. Do you got thoughts on it? Now, you you know, we kind of have a history of telling people to pump the brakes on the whole Heath out thing. Do do you have any thoughts? I definitely have thoughts, but I'll I'll give you the shot first. So, uh whenever it was last year that we, I mean, it may have even been the beginning of the season when we right. were, it was right away, right? right. Four well, we, losses. Were, we were four losses in a row. Right. And we, we, we had conversation on the pod about what would it take to move past Heath? Right. So I don't think, I don't think this, this guy has a contract for life with this team, right? He is. No, this he, is his contract year. He's up after this year. And, and he has, you know, he's, this is his team, right? He is, very much involved in player acquisition. It's not like, you know, my beloved Minnesota Vikings where, you know, the last year we, we found out that Rick Spielman and, and Mike Zimmer, the head coach, the, the, you know, the, the GM and the head coach are not on the same page. And, and, and Spielman's bringing in players that Zimmer doesn't want, you know, and there's this, this, this butting of heads on, on who's on the team. This is Heath's team. Like, these guys are on the team because he wants them. I think that at some point, if this team is not successful, you may have to entertain the idea of moving in a different direction. Uh, I think somebody on Twitter, I don't know who it was, likened it to your squad, uh, Chelsea, Sam, and they said that this team has a lot of, of Frank Lampard, Chelsea vibes. And that this team needs a needs a in the sense that we can goal. never get striker right. <laughs> uh, but but I do I mean I, there is there is a certain point where you have to move forward right and you have to move in a different direction and this team has a lot of talent on it. I think that this is an important year for Heath if he wants to continue to be the coach. I don't think that we need to get rid of him right now. Uh, but I think I might be moving, not moving towards that direction exactly. I don't know how fast, but but we'll have to see how the season goes. If if we have a dis- another disappointing season, if we have, um, if we don't make the playoffs, like all these things, 
I think would rightly warrant changing the manager. Uh, if the, sh- the ship gets turned around, I'm not in agreement, right? Like if the team's playing well, it's, you know, the manager is a big part of that. Uh, so we definitely have to get a little bit more worse before I'm starting to, to say Heath out myself. Uh, but, but I mean, it could happen. Yeah. And I do want to point out Heath is the, in, in terms of MLS managers, he has the fourth longest tenure with the same club. The only managers that have been with their clubs longer than him would be Peter Vermees with Sporting Kansas City, which he's won an MLS Cup and like three U.S. Open Cups. Brian Schmetzer with Seattle, who has won two MLS Cups, probably some Open Cups. He was even around during the USL days. Yeah, I mean, he's a Sounders legend. And then uh, Jim Curtin with Philadelphia, who has a supporter shield to his name. So, so you guys, have, so guys that have won things, <laughs> guys that have won things. I, I mean, I think the Philadelphia Union, right? The Jim Curtin, just one supporter shield. Um, he hasn't won anything besides that. I don't think that Heath is that uh, <laughs> right. Like, I don't think one one trophy. Um, one trophy, not even sort of the primary trophy makes him that much further ahead of Heath. But yeah, guys that have won things. What was it though? Like they were close last year before COVID knocked them out, right? Like they were, yeah, they were, they were up there with, you know, New York city FC yeah, as being one of the best teams in the East before they, before half their team had to sit out of the Eastern conference finals. So, you know, but, but I get what you're saying, right? Like, you know, like it's high quality coaches and Heath, Heath has done gr- good things with this team, right? Just not that, ne- not that next step yet. Yeah. I, right. There, there's a reason these positions don't last forever. And it's, it's because at some point, at some point, if you're not consistently delivering trophies, at some point, someone is going to wonder is the grass greener. Now, any Tottenham fan can tell you the grass is not always greener. But Chelsea fans will tell you. Oh my God. If you're a Chelsea fan, the grass is always greener. Oh my God. If, if you're just worried about getting third place, just fire your coach and you'll win a champions league. It's great. No chaos and trophies is the motto of Chelsea, but yeah, no, the grass is not always greener. It's not always fair to the coach. Uh, I I love, right? I think the last time we talked about this, I brought up one of my favorite lines in cinematic history. Justin, do you know the movie? You either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. Uh, that's, that is, uh, that is, it's a Batman. It's the second of the yeah. Christian Bale trilogy. I can't remember what it is. It's not, it's, uh, Dark Knight Rises? No, that's the third one. Yeah, that's the third one. It's the Dark Knight. Oh, it's the Dark Knight. Yeah, in right? Like, maybe Adrian Heath retires on his own terms, you know, goes out, goes out a hero winning the MLS Cup. Maybe that happens, right? Maybe he dies a hero. Not literally dies, <laughs> but, but like... <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe he retires a hero. You, you know what I mean? Maybe, I he, get what you're maybe he gets to walk off into the sunset. Like every, everyone, right. The dream ending, the dream ending, like Peyton Manning got right. Peyton Manning retired a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Sometimes people do that. But more often, people stay around long enough to kind of wear out their welcome. So they, they stay around long enough to sort of become the villain. And right, it's it's sports. You're you're a coach of a high profile league, and you're either going to die a hero or stay along, stay around long enough to become a villain. Right? Like I'm a Packer fan. Mike McCarthy has a street named after him in Green Bay. He was fired mid-season. They didn't even let him finish the season few years ago yeah i mean i'm a i'm a fan of of leeds united uh marco bielsa is is beloved you know he he brought the team to the premier league brought them you know from from obscurity to being you know this 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 highly touted club and you know his first year in the premier League, they were ninth and then this year they were in a relegation battle and they decided to cut cut ties and move on right like Things happen, right? Like you winning is is super important. And if you're not winning, if you're not winning enough, things are gonna change. Yeah. Or it's if, harsh, but it's real. Yeah. Or if people just don't think you're the one to get to the next step. I guess the only other thing I would add is I disagree with anyone that has been saying Heath out since 2019. And they are, you know, coming into a poor moment and they start to feel validated. I disagree with you. I don't dislike you. In fact, I, I'm friends with a lot of you. Um, I admire a lot of you. Um, specifically some of the, some of the people on Twitter shouting Heath out a lot of you. I honestly, I truly admire your, your accounts or your podcasts. And I am, I consider myself a fan of yours, even though I may disagree on this, but I don't think that just because you've been shouting Heath out since 2019, and, you know, we come to a bad stretch in the club's season that you're all of a sudden validated. If you consistently yell Heath out, if you consistently yell Heath out over and over again, eventually you're going to be right. But in that span, and I, I say this with all due respect to the people that have been doing this. In that span, you were yelling Heath out uh, during the 2019 season when we made our first playoff appearance and hosted a playoff game. That was a so that season was so much fun. We we were the um, we were finalists for the U.S. Open Cup. You were shouting Heath out when we made it to the the MLS's back semifinal and the Western Conference final. Right, 2020 was a great season. Great memories were had then. 2021, not as fun, but we still were fifth in the West. I don't know. I, I just, I have a problem. If if you've been saying Heath out this entire time, and, and again, I say this with all due respect, and I'm I'm here to make friends, not here to make enemies, but I don't agree with, if you've been saying Heath out all these years, feeling like you're all of a sudden validated because... Yeah, maybe if we had a different coach this entire time, maybe if we had the, a different coach this entire time, maybe we would have won that U.S. Open Cup game in 2019. 
Maybe we would have won the MLSs back in 2020. Maybe we would have gone on to the MLS uh, Cup final in 2020 as well. Maybe all of those things would have happened without Heath. Maybe we wouldn't have even gotten there in the first place. We will never know. We, we will never know one way or another. Just something to think about. Yeah, and like we said before, a lot of season left. A lot of things could happen. It was you know, six we games. Could, six games. You know, we. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm hopeful for the squad. Uh, I think that there is a handful of games coming up that are going to be important for the the future of the team. And but like you know, if we take care of business, we're going to be talking on this up ep- on these episodes about how great the squad is, right? And not not uh, not freaking out. So a lot of time left. Hold your horses, everybody. It's going to be okay. Well, all right. The British kid isn't here, so let's wrap things up a little bit early. Next up, Saturday, April 16th, Colorado Rapids at 7 p.m. Yeah, it's going to be chilly. I think I saw like 40 degrees on Saturday, so I probably won't be going to this game. Sam, you going to try to make it? No, that's... uh. We're, we're, we go to church that night for Easter, right? So, Well, yeah. hopefully you can pray for a, a Loon's victory. I will pray for a Loon's victory. Because we all know Jesus is a Loon's fan, right? He for sure is. He for sure is. As soon as he's done cheering for Chelsea, he tunes into the MLS and roots on Loon's. So uh, I guess to put things in perspective uh, with us, you know, talking kind of gloom and, doom and gloom, uh, Colorado is tied with us in ninth place with eight points. Uh, and they they lost 3-1 to FC Dallas on Saturday. And they were winning one to nothing at halftime, Sam. So uh, Jesus Ferreira is real good, by the way. That's uh, usually US what men- they do to us. Yeah. <laughs> usually when they're down a man, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh I'm sure Colorado's in the same boat. They're trying to, they're trying to you know, to keep the ship afloat and 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 win some games, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm expecting a good one. I'm 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 hopeful that we can come home and, you know, in if, even if it's a little chilly, we can find a way to to get the dub. For sure, man. Well, hey everyone, thank you for being here. I, I get that the topics that we are discussing maybe weren't the most fun, right? The Aurora Kit episode, the the topic of conversation, probably a little bit more happy, but I hope Justin and I, at least, I I hope we at least gave you something to think about or at least something to ignore. I don't know. Something to tune out maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, it, the season's young. I'm excited to, to, to talk more soccer. I think we're going to have a lot of great stuff to talk about. We just got the team just got to get things right. You know, the loon, the loons are fine. We're going to be okay. Yeah, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. So everyone, deep breaths. If the deep breaths don't work, you know, try a beer. Beer's good. (laughs) If if beer's not for you, I I like to go running. Running's good. That puts me in a good mood. I went on a bike ride to to get past my crappy day today. So bike rides are, bike rides are awesome. Super nice. Yeah. Do one of those. Anyway, guys, peace out and pot on you, loons. See you later, everybody. Pot on you, loons. Bye. Peace. Bye.